Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Make More of Your Money podcast, the podcast where you learn to make more of your money and make more of your life. My name is Raymond Ehim. I'm the head coach here at Lionhood Financial Coaching. We're a Tulsa-based company, but we can serve you anywhere. So if you or someone you know needs help mastering the budget, starting a business, improving their credit score, reducing debt, increasing savings levels, send them our way. You can find us on social media, both Instagram or Facebook at Lionhood Financial. You can give us a call at 405 582 0734 or you can reach out to me directly at r-i-h-i-m as in mike at lionhoodfinancial.com it's winning wednesday and i'm actually here with my lovely wife emily say hey hey guys great to be here on winning wednesday so like ray said i'm his wife my name is emily ehem and i'm an insurance agent in the state of oklahoma if you guys have any questions regarding how to Uh, Maybe save money month to month on your insurance for your home and auto insurance, maybe even life insurance. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me. We want to make sure that you are living within your budget and insurance is something people have to pay each month. And you want to make sure that you have that security, but you are getting the biggest bang for your buck. Um, In addition to that, I do life and health insurance as well. So if you have any questions regarding any type of insurance, feel free to reach out to me. You can visit my website at www.emilyehiminsurance.com. Email me, which is emily at emilyehiminsurance.com, or you can give me a phone call at 918-759-8720. And we are about to get started into our winning conversation today. So what is our topic? Yes, today it's Winning Wednesday, and we're talking about some wealth-building strategies you can implement. So hang on, hang out, and we'll get right into the show. All right, all right. It's Winning Wednesday, and today we want to talk about what you're doing to win with your money. You see, people who win do consistently what others do occasionally. And so if you want to be consistent in your ability to win and win with your money, there are things you've got to change within yourself or shift within yourself if you're not there already. And one of those things is having a a wealth mindset, thinking about the the wealth that you want to acquire in your life. Yeah, the wealth mindset typically is not a natural mindset that we have. It's something that you have to grow into. So especially um, in 2023, we have immediate satisfaction desires for uh, maybe it's a TV show, videos, uh, food, anything like that. We want that satisfaction to be immediate. But growing into the wealth mindset uh, takes time and it takes discipline which is a dirty word to some people. They don't like the word discipline. But that's what it takes to cultivate that mindset, and that is essential to wealth building. Absolutely. Because cultivating the right mindset is essential for building wealth. You've got to make sure that you take time to set up the right thoughts, ideas, suggestions within your thought life because your thoughts are going to take you where you want to go 
right? And your thoughts are going to lead to your words, and your words are going to lead to actions. And are your actions taking you closer to or away from wealth? And so when you think about that, there's there's kind of a psychology to wealth. There's a psychology to the way you you think about wealth. You have a positive or negative connotation around it in your mind's eye. Do you think people who are wealthy earned it or do you think they stole it or got it by, you know, illegitimate or or means that did not have integrity? Or do you see them as people who worked hard and who were consistent and tenacious and ambitious? Really your attitude towards wealth is going to influence whether or not you seek that out in life because if you think people who are wealthy aren't good people, well, then you're naturally not going to want to be someone who's wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are, you know, good and bad on the, on either side. There are good and bad poor people. There are good and bad wealthy people. Mm-hmm. I would aspire to be like people who have wealth and use it wisely, have integrity, and are able to be good stewards of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. This re- uh, reminds me of a conversation that came up the other day among a group of people this um, individual she was complaining about wealthy people she had a very negative mindset negative things to say about wealthy people Um, but here in Tulsa we have a couple of big um, families here in Tulsa who are very wealthy and they give back to Tulsa so for example the gathering place uh, one family has funded that place and that has given uh, many families uh, a place to go and uh, take their kids to have celebrations to um, even have businesses have a place to meet just a place to relax and enjoy nature and that is provided to the public absolutely free so this person who is wealthy is using their money to benefit all the citizens of Tulsa and it's even the gathering place has been have featured in magazines I believe nationwide I'm not sure if it's worldwide but I know nationwide And so that is something a wealthy person here in Tulsa is doing. And so really the mindset of wealth being a bad thing is really kind of, you know, derogatory uh, toward helping people because you can't help people if you're poor. So having amount of wealth, it gives you the ability to be able to help people, um, to provide opportunities and resources to people who wouldn't have that otherwise. And so uh, changing the psychology of wealth uh, in your own mindset and settling that within yourself is very important whenever you are trying to build wealth because there's so many negative uh, mindsets and negative conversations around wealthy people that um, frankly, you know, simply aren't true. Uh, or had no justification for their basis. Absolutely. And so when we think about our wealth mindset, how we feel about wealth, we really should look for techniques, strategies, things we can do to shift our mindset towards financial success. So one thing I always tell people is that you've got to guard your thoughts. When you think about the thoughts you're thinking, about yourself, about your ability to create wealth, you've got to think towards your success and not your failure because you're going to go towards what you meditate on and what you rehearse. 
it's very, very rare. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen someone who's spoken, you know, doubt, unbelief. They've spoken things into existence as far as they think they're not going to make it or they can't earn more or they won't get the promotion or there's all these different things that they'll confess over themselves. And then you see them in that place a year later or, you know, five years later. And you would think, oh, they were right. Well, not exactly. They really just took themselves to what they were confessing. You you really are going to possess what you confess. And so when you think about how do I shift my mindset towards financial success, look at what you're thinking and saying about yourself. Sometimes we can't stop the thoughts from happening. They're just, they just happen. But what we can do is we can control our words. We can control what we say. And we can look for books, articles, you know, resources, curriculum, you know, there are courses out there even that can help you understand how you can produce wealth in your current situation. And when you get the understanding, when you get the knowledge, you start to change your words. What are you saying to people around you who can help you and give you a path upward? What kind of people are you allowing in your space? The technique may be shifting your environment, changing your environment, so you can see the path forward or the path up. What other techniques do you think people can use to start shifting their mindset towards success? So I'd like to elaborate on the point that you said that it's not necessarily, you know, how much money you make. And so it's quite surprising uh, fact to a lot of people that actually teachers are in the top five job, uh, what is it, job categories that are actually millionaires. And so you know, uh, accountants was also on that list and lawyers and engineers. And if you think about the mindset of those types of people, they're very structured and system oriented. And so what to develop those types of techniques, you have to really plan uh, your finances month to month and then also yearly and then even in the long term. And so, you know, accountants, teachers, attorneys, engineers, those are planning people and they plan down to the details. And so there's nothing typically that they haven't probably planned. And so if you are just kind of more of a casual person, you, you know, just kind of generalize your budget and don't really set it set in stone and actually have it categorized and how much you are putting in there, that could be a mindset shift and just a behavior shift you need to switch into and establish more structure um, and discipline and planning within your budget and that can be your daily budget, your weekly budget, and your monthly budget. And so if this is something you haven't uh, practiced before, just start small. Start doing, you know, one thing a day or every other day. Something that you can be consistent in over a period of time. That way you can develop that habit. So obviously, if you do not have these habits, if you start saving, you know, $100 a day every day for the next year, that may not be quite realistic. Maybe start with $10 a day. And so it's really just finding the techniques and the strategies that wealthy people have, adopting those in your own life in a realistic way to where you can achieve those. 
same habits and that same mindset. Absolutely. And that really takes us to our that really takes us to our next key point. You wanna look for financial habits that lead you to success, right? And when you develop those smart habits, smart goals, they're gonna really lay the groundwork for you to be wealthy, to, to grow your wealth, to maintain your wealth, and to use your wealth to provide for either your family, your community, for those in your circle, and even people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so with um, creating those habits, one thing that you want to be able to do is make saving and investing a consistent habit. And so that doesn't mean just save for a period of time until you save enough money to put a down payment on that car that you want. And then after that, just stop saving. You don't want to get into that. You want to consistently save and consistently invest. And so in doing so, uh, if you're no matter what age you are, you want to be able to be putting into your retirement and so that's going to be a part of investing you're investing in your future and then as far as savings you definitely want to have an emergency fund saved up Um, if you are a younger person maybe in high school looking to go to college or maybe you're in college uh, looking to go to a more advanced degree um, or post uh, undergrad you're going to want to save money to pay for um, graduate school or doctoral um, dissertation or something like that. Um, so the power of being consistent in your saving and investing is going to set you up financially for the long term. And building wealth is a long-term strategy. And so that's a habit that you need to develop small now that's consistent. That way you'll have long-term wealth in the future. Absolutely so important and and also thinking through some of the habits you can start to employ or implement within your life is being better at managing debt being effective in that area and being efficient as well so when you think about that one strategy will will call out and you can look up the strategies on at any time but simple Google search but one strategy I, I usually recommend is really looking at your utilization rate when it comes to your credit limit and being being very very intentional about keeping it low so your utilization rate is typically the amount of credit you have available to you oh under or I guess it's the amount of credit you're using divided by the amount of credit you have available to you so for example you have 100 bucks available and you're using 30 bucks you're at a 30% utilization rate and 30% is actually the recommended amount to keep it at to maintain a positive impact on your credit score once it starts to go above that it could start to detract from your score depending on where it currently is so keeping that utilization rate low is important because if you think about credit you're typically allowed to have outstanding a line that keeps you in the land of even like if you're at that full credit limit then you're barely able to make those minimum payments usually when you think about all your other expenses 
And so it's not a good strategy to rack up that limit, that full credit line. But if you are using credit and you're using it for debt and you're using it for consumer goods, be sure that you're not actually maintaining a balance from month to month. If you have the ability, pay it off and keep it low. Yeah, in addition to, um, you know, not just credit card debt, but any type of debt, if there is any type of debt that is not going to serve you, and so what I mean by serve you is if it's not going to essentially make you money or be profitable in some way, then avoid that type of debt because all that debt is going to cost you money up front and in the long term. And so you just want to be able to save money up, which is another important reason why we should save and pay cash for whatever that you want. And so it would be um, it's quite common for people to finance their new cell phone. They can pay like $10 a month for the next, it seems like, you know, five years for a phone that's going to be outdated in six months. And so that is not at all a rational thing to spend money on. And so what you'll want to do is save up money and buy maybe an older phone. That's just, uh, what we do is that we'll save up the cash and we'll buy an older phone that's an unlocked phone and we'll um, link it to our carrier. And that is the cheapest way to get a phone. So it's paid for and it is already depreciated because it may be a couple of years old. So um, a car, if it's a car that um, is just maybe your dream car or just a nice car that you need for, or not that you need, that you want for some type of status symbol and you may not be able to afford it and the interest rate, you know, is very high. That's not something you want to go into debt for. So things that you, um, may be okay with going to debt for will be like a business loan. So if you have a business, ideally you are making money in that business. So ultimately taking out uh, debt for that business should help you uh, be able to increase what resources that you have for your business, be able to produce more in that business. So that debt could serve you if you have that um, as well. Um, and there are some situations, depending on what interest rates look like uh, within um, different industries that we have. So, for example, if you have $20,000 and you go to buy a car and you can get a car for 0% interest and then you could have, you know, pay that off month to month and then you can take that same $20,000 and invest it into something and make 6%, it would be more wise to take that debt out for that car and just pay it month to month since a zero percent interest and then invest that twenty thousand into whatever investment opportunity that is then over that you know let's say you financed it for 36 months that 36 month period you get your car paid off and then you have also increased your um, income by six percent of what that investment was so there's different types of strategies that you can have that work for you and then also work against you. Absolutely. And also another habit, final habit we'll talk around this key point, but when we think about the foundation of your wealth growth, it's also important to make sure you've built the habit of 
budgeting and goal setting. So making sure that you set those goals, making them smart, making them specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, and, and making sure that you are setting a budget that meets those goals. So like you mentioned, if you want to purchase a car, it's going to cost you so much. If you want to pay for it cash, you got to figure out how much that car is going to cost. Divide it by the number of months uh, that you are going to be putting funds away, and then create a budget that allows you to put that much away every month. And when you think about that, you can you can obviously see that you may have to adjust either the time horizon on your goal uh, or the, your budget to be able to meet the time frame you have in place. Let's say you need to save a thousand bucks. If you want to do it in ten months, you're saving one hundred bucks a month. And it's a very simple example. Probably not a, a great car for a thousand dollars, but what it shows is that if you know what your goals are, you can start to look at your budget more critically and set it up to achieve that goal. Yeah, and that uh, leads us into our next point. So, with strategies for wealth growth. So Ray just mentioned we have goal setting uh, for building wealth. And so those goals lead into our strategies for how to grow our wealth. And so you have to implement the right strategies in order to accelerate the wealth building. And so this can look different um, for different iterations, different um, age brackets and different uh, socioeconomic status and even different uh, geographic locations. And so you have to figure out what is going to be best for you, your family, and what your future is. And it's typically better if you work with a financial coach in order to really get down to the root of what your needs are, what your future goals are, and what resources and strategies are available to you in order to achieve those goals. So there are different investment options um, and then they have different roles in wealth accumulation. So if we're talking about retirement, there's so many different types of retirement accounts. There's um, different types of IRAs, there's a 401ks, and so it's really identifying what you currently have and what you need and what strategies we can put in place and realistic goals we can have in place for you to achieve um, the desire of wealth that you want in the future. Absolutely. You also want to think about how you're going to earn money, right? Your income's typically, or at least starting out in life, strongest wealth building tool so you want to think about how you can earn income from multiple streams whether that's for multiple clients each one of them producing an income stream for you um, or you know along with your job if you have the vision or the side business that you're growing uh, working on there's all sorts of ways to earn additional income now some people do use the term passive income as well but I truly believe that any income worth growing and maintaining isn't going to be passive to you. It's going to require work. Now, you may be able to set it up in a way where you're earning money when you sleep, which is awesome. You're able to develop a business that way. But truly, if you want to see an income that is worth its while, you're going to need to put in some work. That might be on the front end. That might be all throughout. Um, it may There may be seasonality to that work. Um, but you will need to work, you will need to be consistent, you will need to be the tenacious, uh, 
you stick with it, if you are consistent in it, you will definitely be able to increase or diversify your income streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suggest whenever picking one of these side hustles that you don't let social media influence your decisions because if you go on there, there's so many um, advertisements and so many people out there who are, you know, have maybe an ad that says, I made $10,000 a month selling toothpaste or something. And then they try to sell you this course and get you kind of involved in something um, that may have worked for them. And then it may not have, may just be an ad. You don't know if all those are really 100% um, real or if they, um, you know, are have any type of legitimacy or if those people are who they actually say they are. So definitely um, make the side hustle something that you generally are interested in and not something that you're simply doing for money and just trying to get rich quick like all those social media influencers appear to have done or say that they have done. And so definitely be on alert before you actually start a side hustle. Um, and then I advise you to go to networking events in your local area and just kind of talk to entrepreneurs and business owners and see what type of success that they've had um, and really what your local demand is for a product before starting that side hustle because you may be super interested in um, Beanie Babies but if nobody else in your town likes Beanie Babies or on the internet you're not going to be able to sell them and so definitely identify what the need are and what uh, needs are and what the demand is before you start that side hustle. Um, any other points, tips, and tricks for that? Absolutely. So those are good points. And so as we kind of talked about today, do you have a lot of information you can take to to win throughout mm-hmm. your the rest of the week? Remember, you want to develop that wealth mindset, build habits for success, and understand what strategies you can start to implement today to grow your wealth. So thanks so much for hanging on and hanging out. Remember, once again, if you or someone you know needs help with uh, their finances in any way, send them our way. You can reach us at Facebook or Instagram at Lionhood Financial. You can give us a call at 405 582 0734 or you can reach out to me directly at rihim at lionhoodfinancial.com thanks so much we'll catch you guys on finishing friday and until then 